This is the Poetry Foundation's Essential American Poets podcast. Essential American Poets is an online audio poetry collection. The poets in the collection were selected in 2006 by Donald Hall when he was Poet Laureate. Recordings of the poets he selected are available online at poetryfoundation.org and poetryarchive.org. In this edition of the podcast, we'll hear poems by Muriel Rukeyser. Muriel Rukeyser was a model of the poet as social activist. She became engaged in progressive politics in the early 1930s, was blacklisted in the McCarthy era, and remained active in politics until her death. Fellow poet Adrian Rich called Rukeyser's poetry unequaled in the 20th century United States in its range of reference, its generosity of vision, and its energy. Muriel Rukeyser was born in 1913 into an affluent Jewish family in New York City. She attended Vassar College and Columbia University, and in 1935, her first book of poetry, Theory of Flight, was selected for the Yale Younger Poet series. Over the course of her career, Rukeyser published 18 volumes of poetry and three biographies of Willard Gibbs, Wendell Wilkie, and Thomas Harriet. She also published translations, plays, screenplays, a novel, and a book of poetic theory called The Life of Poetry. Rukeyser's most famous political work is The Book of the Dead, a sequence of poems about West Virginian miners killed by silicosis. She also made investigations, both journalistic and poetic, into the Scottsboro case, the Spanish Civil War, American aggression in Vietnam, and the ongoing fight for women's rights. Rukeyser's writing also revealed a fascination with science and with motherhood. Her early work involved intricate rhyming meter, but her later writing became less formal and more direct. She announced the change in a poetic manifesto she published in 1968, wherein she exclaimed, No more masks, no more mythologies. Muriel Rukeyser died in 1980 in New York City. This poem is called The Speaking Tree and goes with a legend of an island to which came Alexander the Great. The Speaking Tree. Great Alexander's sailing was from his true course turned by a young wind from a cloud in Asia moving like a most recognizable, most silvery woman. Tall Alexander to the island came. The small breeze blew behind his turning head. He walked the foam of ripples into this scene. The trunk of the speaking tree looks like a tree trunk until you look again. Then people and animals are ripening on the branches. The broad leaves are leaves. Pale horses, sharp, fine foxes blossom. The red rabbit falls ready and running. The trunk coils, turns, snakes, fishes. Now the ripe people fall and run, three of them in their shore dance. Flames that stand where reeds are creatures and the foam is flame. Stiff Alexander stands. He cannot turn. But he is free to turn. This is the speaking tree. It calls your name. It tells us what we mean. This is a poem 
of a young child, a dark house, that time in the middle of the night, of the night feeding. The poem is called Night Feeding. Deeper than sleep, but not so deep as death, I lay there dreaming, and my magic head remembered and forgot. On first cry, I remembered and forgot and did believe. I knew love and I knew evil. Woke to the burning song and the tree burning blind, despair of our days and the calm milk giver who knows sleep, knows growth, the sex of fire and grass, renewal of all waters and the time of the stars and the black snake with gold bones, black sleeps, gold burns. On second cry, I woke fully and gave to feed and fed on feeding. Gold seed, green pain, my wizards in the earth walked through the house, black in the morning dark. Shadows grew in my veins, my bright belief, my head of dreams deeper than night and sleep. Voices of all black animals crying to drink, cries of all birth arise, simple as we, found in the leaves, in clouds and dark, in dream, deep as this hour, ready again to sleep. Murmurs from the earth of this land. Murmurs from the earth of this land, from the caves and craters, from the bowl of darkness, down watercourses of our dragon childhood, where we ran barefoot, we stand as growing women and men. Murmurs come down where water has not run for sixty years. Murmurs from the tulip tree and the catalpa, from the axe of the stars, from the house on fire, ringing of glass, from the abandoned iron-black mill. Stars with voices crying like mountain lions over forgotten colors, blue directions, and a horizon milky around the cities where the murmurs are deep enough to penetrate deep rock, trapping the lightning bird, trapping the red central roots. You know the murmurs. They come from your own throat. You are the bridges to the city and the blazing food plant green. The sun of plants speaks in your voice. And the infinite shells of accretion, a beach of dream before the smoking mirror. You are close to that surf and the leaves heated by noon and the star axe, the miners' glitter walls. The crests of the sea are the same strength you wake with. The darkness is the eyes of children forming for a blaze of sight, and soon, soon, everywhere, 
your own silence, who drink from the crater, the nebula, one another, the changes of the soul. The next poem is one from a group of poems on the life of Akiba, the first century rabbi and leader. There's a story in my mother's family that we are descended from Akiba. Of course, there's no way of knowing about such a story, but it is a great gift to give children. The Way Out from Akiba. The night is covered with signs the body and face of man with signs and his journeys, where the rock is split and speaks to the water, the flame speaks to the cloud, the red splatter, abstraction on the door, speaks to the angels and the constellations, the grains of sand on the seafloor speak at last to the noon, and the loud hammering of the land behind speaks ringing up the bones of our thighs, the hoofs, we hear the hoofs over the seethe of the sea. All night down the centuries have heard music of passage, music of one child carried into the desert, First born, forbidden by law of the pyramid, drawn through the water with the water-drawn people, led by the water-drawn man to the smoke mountain, the voice of the world speaking, the world covered by signs, the burning, the loving, the speaking, the opening, Strong throat of sound from the smoking mountain. Still flame. The spoken singing of a young child. The meaning beginning to move, which is the song. Music of those who have walked out of slavery. Into that journey where all things speak to all things, refusing to accept the curse and taking for signs the signs of all things, the world, the body which is part of the soul and speaks to the world, all creation being created in one image, creation. This is not the past walking into the future. The walk is painful into the present the dance not visible as dance until much later. These dancers are discoverers of God. We knew we had all crossed over when we heard the song. Out of a life of building lack on lack, the slaves refusing slavery, escaping into faith, an army who came to the ocean, the walkers who walked through the opposites, from I to open thou, city, and cleave of the sea, those at flaming Nauvoo, the ice on the great river, the escaping Negroes, swamp and wild city, 
the shivering children of Paris and the glass black hearses, those on the long march, all those who together are the frontier far out of man, where the wilderness enters, the world, the song of the world, Akiba rescued secretly in death windings by his disciples carried from Jerusalem to whatever he was loving with his life. The wilderness journey through which we move under the whirlwind truth into the new, the only accurate. A cluster of lights at night, faces before the pillar of fire, a child watching while the sea breaks open, this night, the way in, barbarian music, a new song, acknowledging opened water, possibility, open like a woman to this meaning. In a time of building statues of the stars, valuing certain partial, ferocious skills, while past us the chill and immense wilderness spreads its one-color wings until we know rock, water, flame, cloud, or the floor of the sea. The world is a sign, a way of speaking, to find what shall we find? Energies, rhythms, a journey, ways to discover the song of the way in. The first poem that I'd like to read is a group called Water Lily Fire. It's a group of poems that starts in New York in April 1958, when I saw the destruction of Monet's painting, Water Lilies, one of the marvelous series of the Water Lilies paintings, the destruction of that painting by fire at the Museum of Modern Art. And the poem goes on to the present moment. And the two spans of time in the poem are the history of Manhattan and my own life on the island. I was born in an apartment house there that had had, as another of its tenants, the gangster Gyps of Blood. And that is down in the hollow near Grant's tomb and near the grave of the amiable child, a landmark in the city that has pre been preserved through all the changes and building and tearing down of the city. The first part of Water Lily Fire, the burning, begins with the day, the noontime, in that street. Water Lily Fire, part one, the burning. Girl grown woman, fire, mother of fire, I go the stone street turning to fire. Voices go screaming fire to the green glass wall. And there where my youth flies blazing into fire, the dance of sane and insane images, 
Noon of seasons and days, noontime of my one hour. Saw down the bright noon street the crooked faces among tall daylight in the city of change. The scene has walls, stone, glass, all my gone life, one wall a web through which the moment walks, and I am open, and the opened hour, the world as water garden lying behind it. In a city of stone, necessity of fountains, forced water fallen on glass, men with their axes, an arm of flame reaches from water green glass. Behind the wall I know water lilies drinking their light, transforming light and our eyes sky thrown under water, clouds under those flowers. Walls standing on all things stand in a city noon who will not believe a water lily fire. Whatever can happen in a city of stone, whatever can come to a wall can come to this wall. I walk in the river of crisis toward the real. I pass guards, finding the center of my fear, and you, Dick, endlessly my friend during storm. The arm of flame striking through the wall of form. Part two, the island. Born of this river and this rock island, I relate the changes. I born when the whirling snow rained past the general's grave and the amiable child white past the windows of the house of Dip the Blood. General, gangster, child. I know in myself the island. I was the island without bridges, the child down whose blazing eye the men of plumes and bone raced their canoes and fire. Among the building of my young childhood houses, I was those changes, the live darknesses of wood, the pale grain of a grove in the fields over the river fronting red cliffs across and always surrounding her, the river, bird cries, the wild father building his sand, the mother in panic, her parks. Bridges were thrown across. The girl arose from sleeping streams of change in the change city. The violent forgetting, the naked sides of darkness, fountain of a city in growth, an island of light and water. Snow striking up past the graves, the yellow cry of spring. Whatever can come to a city can come to this city. Under the tall compulsion of the past, I see the city change like a man changing. I love this man with my lifelong body of love. I know you among your changes, wherever I go, hearing the sounds of building, the syllables of wrecking. A young girl watching the man throwing red-hot rivets, coals in a bucket of change,
How can you love a city that will not stay? I love you like a man of life in change. Leaves like yesterday shed. The yellow of green spring like today accepted and become oneself. I go. I am a city with bridges and tunnels, rock, cloud, ships, voices. To the man where the river met the tracks, now buried deep along the drive, where blossoms like sex, pink, dense pink, rose, pink, red, towers falling, a dream of towers, Necessity of fountains, and my poor stirring among our dreams, poor of my own spirit and tribes, hope of towers and lives, looking out through our eyes. The city, the growing body of our hate and love, the root of the soul, and war in its black doorways. A male sustained cry, interrupting nightmare. Male flower, heading upstream. Among a city of light, the stone that grows. Stigma of dead stone, inert water, the tattered monuments riveted against flesh. Blue noon. Where the wall made big agonized men stand like sailors pinned howling on their lines, and I see stopped in time, a crime behind green glass, lilies of all my life on fire. Flash faith in a city building its fantasies. I walk past the guards. Into my city of change. The third part is called journey changes, and is the journey among the changes of such a city. In waking and in dream. Many of us, each in his own life, waiting, waiting to move, beginning to move, walking. And early on the road of the hill of the world, come to my landscapes emerging on the grass, the stages of the theatre of the journey. I see the time of willingness between plays, waiting and walking, and the play of the body, silver body with its bosses and places, one by one touched, awakened into, into. Touched and turned one by one into flame. The theater of the advancing goddess, blossoming, smiles as she stands, intensely being in stillness, slowness, in her blue dress, advancing, standing. I go, and far across a field, over the jeweled grass, the play of the family, stroke by stroke. Acted out. Gestures of deep acknowledging on the journey stages of the playings, the play of the goddess and the god, a supple god of searching and reaching, who weaves his strength, who dances her more alive, 
the theater of all animals, my snakes, my great horses, always the journey, long, patient, many haltings, many waitings for choice, and again, easy breathing when the decision to go on is made along the long slopes of choice, and again the world, the play of poetry approaching in its solving, solvings of relations in poems and silences, for we were born to express, born for a journey, caves, theaters, the companion solitary way, and then I came to the place of mournful labor, a turn in the road and the long sight from the cliff, over the scene of the land dug away to nothing and many, seen to a stripped horizon carrying barrows of earth, a hod of earth taken and emptied and thrown away, repeated farther than sight, the voice saying slowly, but it is hell. I heard my own voice in the words, or it could be a foundation. And after the words, my chance came to enter the theaters of the world. Part four, the poem called Fragile, is from a scene which television did bring into our rooms, a scene in which a young American interviewer was speaking to Suzuki. Part four, Fragile. I think of the image brought into my room of the sage and the thin young man who flickers and asks. He is asking about the moment when the Buddha offers the lotus, a flower held out as declaration. Isn't that fragile, he asks. The sage answers, I speak to you, you speak to me. Is that fragile? The fifth poem is called The Long Body. The long body is an idea from India of one's lifetime body seen as a ribbon of images with all our changes seen in process. This poem speaks of the island of people and here the island does become people, the people who stayed outside during the air raid drill in April of 1961. They're staying outside, they saw, as a protest against the nature of war and an attempt to ask themselves and other people for some other way to deal with the emotions that make people make war. Before the Museum of Modern Art was built, I worked for a while in the house that then occupied that place. And on the day of the fire, seen in the first poem here and remembered all the way through, I arrived to see this place as a place in the air. 
I was coming to keep an appointment with my friend, the curator of the museum's film library, Richard Griffith, who is the dick mentioned in the first poem. The building of the city I had as a child through my family, through my father in the building business, was involved with the building and tearing down and rebuilding of the city. As it was riveted then, poured later. Part five, the long body. This journey is exploring us. Where the child stood, an island in a river of crisis, now the bridges bind us in symbol. The sea is a bond. The sky reaches into our bodies. We pray. We dive into each other's eyes. Whatever can come to a woman can come to me. This is the long body, into life from the beginning, big-headed infant unfolding into child who stretches and finds, and then flowing, the young one going tall, sunward, and now full-grown, held, tense, setting feet to the ground, going as we go in the changes of the body as it is changes in the long strip of our many shapes as we range shifting through time. The long body, a procession of images. This moment in a city, in its dream of war, we chose to be, becoming the only ones under the trees. When the harsh sound of the machine sirens spoke, there were these two men and the bearded ones, the boys, the Negro mother feeding her baby, and threats, the ambulances with open doors. Now silence. Everyone else within the walls. We sang. We are the living island. We the flesh of this island being lived. Whoever knows us is part of us today. Whatever can happen to anyone can happen to me. Fire is striking its word among us. Water lilies reaching from darkness upward to a sun of rebirth, the implacable. And in our myth, the changing woman who is still and who offers. Eyes drinking light, transforming light. This day that struggles with itself brings itself to birth in ways of being, through silence, sources of light arriving behind my eye, a dialogue of light, and everything a witness of the buried life, this moment flowing across the sun, this force of flowers and voices, body in body through space, the city of endless cycles of the sun, I speak to you, you speak to me. That was Muriel Rukeyser, recorded at the National Poetry Festival in 1962.
Poems are used by permission of the University of Pittsburgh Press. You've been listening to the Essential American Poets podcast, produced by the Poetry Foundation in collaboration with PoetryArchive.org. To learn more about Muriel Rukeyser and other Essential American Poets, and to hear more poetry, go to PoetryFoundation.org.